There's a wonderful children's hymn that begins with the words, Advent tells us Christ is near. And this is, of course, what we celebrate today, the beginning of Advent. And remember, it's not simply that Christ is near, as in Christmas, but we are celebrating the fact that Christ is near in his second coming. And in the gospel today, from Luke chapter 21, Jesus is teaching about his second coming. And he encourages us to keep our eyes on the horizon, that we should be looking toward the future. Jesus says that the world in which we now live will someday end. It will end decisively and dramatically because God is tarrying no longer. The time is up and his son has been sent back into the world. The early Christians looked forward to this moment and they earnestly prayed for it. Toward the end of the book of Revelation, there's a fascinating word that typically a good translator doesn't translate. It just lets it come over from the Aramaic. Maranatha, Maranatha, even so, come quickly, Lord. For those who do not belong to God, those days to come will be indeed terrifying. The world seems to come apart as the whole creation trembles as its creature, as its creator is returning on a cloud. It is as it were that he will be standing on the anvil of a mighty gigantic thunderstorm with the seas raging and earthquakes and the place seems to be coming apart at the seams. It's not coming apart at the seams. Paul says, at one point he says, the whole creation is so excited because the creator is coming home, coming back to recreate the world the way it was intended to be before our first father and mother ruined it by bringing sin into the world. When Jesus spoke this way, his disciples would have remembered Daniel's disturbing vision in chapter seven. The son of man coming on the clouds of heaven, claiming the eternal kingdom that has been given him by the ancient of days that is, by God the Father. Now, the early Christians certainly knew oppression, and they knew about persecution. And in light of all that, they understood more deeply these to be words of hope. Jesus was painting a picture of condemned prisoners forced to live in fear and shame hanging their heads. But on that great day, they will look up and they will see their Redeemer coming and it will be a time to stand tall with heads held high. It will be a time of rejoicing. Our Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, has said how important it is for Christians to know these texts and it's not 
for the purpose of prying open the future, because the Lord does not permit us to use these texts in that way, but rather it is to help us to make sense of the present. It is as Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the form of this world is passing away, but I want you to live without anxiety. And so what Jesus leaves us with in this gospel is the command that we must be vigilant and pray at all times. And he tells us that there are three things in particular we need to be careful to avoid. Debauchery, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. He says it's at the end of the gospel in verse 34. I was fascinated by the word debauchery, so I had to look it up in the Greek. And lo and behold, the word that Luke, the physician, the writer of the gospel uses, because he certainly knew about how the Greeks would party, the word is krapula. And do you recognize that we might get our crapola from that word? Krapola, hangover, dissipation, living a life that is in shambles. We are so concerned with the cares of this life that we can't think about anything else. And when we do have those moments of lucidity, we can look at all that junk that is out there in the world and we can say, crapola. Well, it's close. The Greek is krapola. <laughs> All these things, Jesus says, make us forget about our coming appointment with God. And so he tells us to be watchful. He says, brethren, be careful. When you get caught up in all these things of this world, it's as if you could get caught in a snare, in a trap. Avoid that. Make a constant effort not to be attached to the things of this world. If we live in this way, the day that the Lord comes will be a day of joy. It will be not a day of terror. Our souls will be rejoicing because we are ready to meet Christ in a state of grace. The sense of watchfulness is not about worry. It is about serenity. And just think about what our lives have been like the past couple of years. We live in a society around us now that seems to be so dominated by fear. Fear that some nasty version of the virus is just around the corner or the supply chain may drain up and we might not have enough to put under our Christmas tree. Fear of all sorts of things seems to dominate the lives of people who live today. But these words of Jesus are not about fear. For those of us who belong to Jesus, these are words of peace. These are words of serenity. There is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that the world can do to us that should disturb that serenity in our souls. 
We keep our eye on the horizon because Jesus is coming again. We don't know whether we're living at the end of the end of times or maybe we're living somewhere in the middle of the end of the times, but we do know that it is much later than when Jesus first proclaimed in this gospel that the beginning of the end has come. And so the word of the church insists that we must make Advent always a time of being watchful. Watch, that's the key theme of the season of Advent, watch. And St. Augustine gave the church a wonderful lesson on the meaning of Advent, and I close with it today. Let us not resist his first coming so that we may not dread his second. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.